Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McClain. Glad you are here as we talk about financial matters, both myself and my co-host. We are both financial planners, investment advisors. We spend our weekdays helping people like yourself plan their future, and we are broadcast on the weekends to do our, this program to help be your financial advisors on the air. And so whether you have advisors you're working with now or you enjoy listening to this because uh, you do things on your own or you want a second opinion or whatever the case may be. Anyway, we're glad glad you are here. And, and I'm glad I'm here. Uh, uh, on as <laughs> on a res- planet. Uh, well, as a result of the COVID, um, oh. our office is... Uh, Ghost town. It, it, people work remotely. And um, so Scott and I tape this show. So if you call in today, right now you call in, they're going to schedule a time for you to be a guest on our show. That's how it works. So we come yeah. in during the week. But we have a radio and television studio in our office. Nothing fancy. And by the way, we did it live for 20 plus years. Every weekend. And right. after some point in time, it's like. But it, so we have this radio and television. Like I said, nothing fancy. I, you, right. It's just a room that's soundproof. It's the only time I ever come to the office Me to do the radio show. And I really miss going to the office. But the problem is you go to the office, it's not the office. There's no one there. There's no one here. So it's not, I can't interact with the rest of the team. Yeah, that's right. Because they're not here. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I ran into a coworker at a barbershop. I'm going to tell you, I had my mask on, completely covered, go to the barbershop, run into a coworker. I hadn't seen him in three months. Like, it's nice seeing you. It's a strange world, isn't it? And you look at these big companies. I that, ran into your barber the, this last week. Oh, Barber John? Yes. Did I had you? a nice chat with him. Did I, you? But I, haven't get, I don't get my hair cut there anymore. I feel kind of bad. But Anyway, his wife, Michelle, is a huge fan of the show. He has asked me. He most, asked to take a picture. He took a picture with me and with the two of us together. For he asked me to mention Michelle's name for her birthday. <laughs> When's her birthday? I don't know. Oh, happy birthday, Michelle. Well, it was a while. It was a well, while it, it's within the next 12 months. It's in the next six months. It's, anyway. It's either side. My point being, though, it's nice coming into the office. And yes. And it's so strange, the economic impact this has on various people. I, was t- I, I went into a tailor shop this week. I'm short. And I know better than to buy online, but I can't. So I bought some pants online. They've been hanging in my closet for two months because they're too long. <laughs> when, when did you get some? Two months they've been hanging there. And I, you uh, bought clothes online, yeah. pants. But I had the I had the, the like brand. Like double knit? <laughs> Are they reversible? <laughs> did you buy them in the back of Parade magazine? <laughs> my point is, so I went to this the, the tailor. <clears throat> and I hadn't been in there long in years, actually. But he's a nice guy. He's an immigrant from Afghanistan. He's a very interesting guy. Next both to his, Barbara Johns. Yes, and both his kids, one's at UCLA, one's at UC Santa Cruz. What or a great story. I, I love talking to him. I really, I love talking to, to guys like this. What a great shop, story. What a great. And I was just saying, how's business? I can't imagine it being good when everyone's working remotely. He says what really killed him, he says it's all the events. The proms, the weddings, all those dances. He says, I don't make any money on on him and pants. He says, that just pays the bills. All my profit comes from these special events, particularly doing the intricate dresses. Who would have imagined? So he says, I'm not making any money at all. Not making a dime. Who would have imagined? Yep. Just bizarre. Anyway, um, (laughs) this we got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. We'll take some calls also. But, but Scott, you know, California is not the U.S. California is not the U.S. There are states that are I gotta, not. I'm going to be very transparent here. Okay. I watched the Super Bowl last, last weekend in Florida. I live in California. And I'm thinking, why is it that we can have a Super Bowl where thousands of people show up in the stands knowing there's going to be parties afterwards. First of all, there's athletes all playing. That's okay. But you can't. I can't go out to, can't take my wife out to Valentine's dinner. Or church. You can go to church now. Yeah, because of the Supreme Court. Because of the Supreme Court. Up until this weekend, it was illegal to go to church. Right. 
But wow. you can have a Super Bowl in another state. It's, but we can't talk about it because it's very political. That's true. I mean, that's just the reality. It, the whole thing has been weaponized How is it politically. became so political? It's political. I don't know. Anyway, anyway you know we what don't I do want to talk about, that. Scott? I want to talk about this SPACs. Oh, gosh. SPACs. That's what I want to talk about, which is special this purpose is, acquisition. But let's last, just, last week we talked about, um, uh, last week we were talking about the program on uh, Bitcoin, Tesla owning Bitcoin, Reddit, uh, games, uh, GameStop, yeah, GameStop, Robinhood, yeah. all those kind of crazy days. This is just a different flavor. It's the same kind of bizarre thing. Well, let's take some calls, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about this. SPAC, the, the, special a- acquisition companies. Special purpose acquisition companies and the boom that is taking place it's, in these things. <laughs> it's, I'm, I, I feel like I'm witnessing a transfer of wealth from middle-class savers to sophisticated investors. It's brilliant. Isn't that what it feels like? Oh, Scott, I don't agree with how they work, but those guys that are launching these things— that's exactly what they're doing. But we're going to, let's talk. Let's. Yeah. All right. Uh, to be part of our program, 833-99-WORTH will get you on the show. Again, 833-99-WORTH. That number numerically is 833-999-6784. And let's start off here in Colorado. Talk with Chris. Chris, you're with All Worth's Money Matters. Hi. Thanks for having me. Hi, Chris. Hi. So I had a question for you guys. By the way, I really enjoy your show. I Thank you. I when I'm exercising on Saturday morning. <laughs> oh, good. You do what? Yeah. what, what when do you listen to oh, it? she's exercising. Oh, isn't that? I uh, love yeah, listening to podcasts when I exercise, when I bike ride. Oh, yeah. yeah Absolutely so love it. But I always learn something from you guys. So oh, I'm like really excited to be on here. Oh, good. Um, so here's my question. You know, I listen to a lot of people that call in and they, a lot of them are in way better financial shape than I am. I hear about their big pensions they're going to get and how much money they have saved. And, and we're not doing too bad. But um, I just wanted to ask your advice on um, pretty much all of our money is in retirement accounts. Okay. And we probably have, I'm 50, almost 57, and my husband is one year younger. And we have about 1.1 between all of our retirement accounts. Okay. And um, our goal would be, um, we, we've always talked about this. Because by the way, Chris, by the that, way, Chris, if yeah. you look, if you look at the majority of Americans at 57 and 56, nowhere close. No, a matter of fact, the, I think the average 401k balance is uh, under $200,000. Yeah. So you're doing great. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I feel good about it because there's always someone with know. more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is. There is. But, you know, we're, and we're med- definitely middle class. And so I feel good about the fact that we've really socked down and saved. It's not easy but, so accumulating I'm, I'm that, that amount of money. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? Oh, wait, it's not easy to accumulate that much money. It takes sacrifice. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. It does. It does. But so anyway, I'm a little nervous just because the stock markets are so high right now. And I just wanted to ask your advice on maybe... Um, right now we've been somewhat aggressive. We have like probably, I looked over all of our accounts. We probably have about 75% in stocks and maybe only about 25% in bonds and other. If, if we're wanting to retire, um, we want to retire a little earlier just because we both have parents that had poor health young and we want to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. And so like maybe in six to seven years, are, are we being too aggressive there? Have you, well, what, was, what was your allocation a year ago? How about Thanks. three years ago? Um, I mean, have you rebalanced I, I, this? So even higher. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. We, we probably had even a lot more in stock, um, probably it, closer to 90%. And tell me what uh, your debt looks like. We only um, have just our home and we owe about maybe 120000 on it. And what's the uh, value of the home? Probably about 450. And what's the interest rate? Uh, we just refinanced. So I think it's like 2.7 or something. Oh, like you that. are poster. And, you are such. And you- we, did, we did 20 years because we actually made that bad decision when you're young. We refinanced a couple of times and yeah. took cash out and did 30 years again. And I yeah. yeah. would have almost had it paid off by now. If well, we done that, so. whatever. But, but you, you, you do a great job. <laughs> and you, um, I don't think your allocation is too aggressive. So think about the investments are based on two things primarily. One is time horizon. 
how long you have before you need the dollars. And the second is your tolerance for risk, your ability to withstand the ups and downs in the market. And what we know historically, over long periods of time, owning those companies that produce things, owning the large companies in the United States, the smaller companies in the United States, owning companies, owning stocks, have produced an, a return much higher than just about any other asset class. Broadly diversified, done about six percentage points above that of inflation over the long period of time. Over the short period of time, it's anyone's guess. Matter of fact, historically, about one out of every three years, the market finishes negative. About one out yeah, of every I three guess, years. I guess I remember how devastated we were, and I think it was like 08 or whatever. And what did you do? We lost so much money. And what did you do? I thought, oh my gosh. Well, I was stupid. I, I kind of panicked a little bit and, and went more conservative. Okay. And then, of course, All right. when everything rebounded, then I, I didn't get the game. That's right. So okay. I didn't panic in 2020. So that was good. I'm gonna, I, I left it alone. I'm going to restate. Uh, I said earlier that you were good. I, I, I'm going to change. <laughs> well, I'm going to change. Here's what I would do. If you were think my. About it. Here's the, wait, I want you to think. Chris, Chris, if you were my little sister, this is what I would tell you. I would amortize that mortgage over the next seven years and pay it down. So the day you retire, the home is paid off. Assuming you're going to stay in that house or that area. Right. So that's number one. So I forget what the length of the mortgage is. I would just go to a financial calculator, put in my remaining balance and figure out what the monthly payments will be. So that the day I retired, the home is paid off. And the second thing I would do is I'd rebalance this portfolio to go 65% stock, 35% bonds and cash. I'd visit it twice a year to make sure those allocations were correct. And maybe have all of your new deposits going to 100% stock. Fair enough. But yeah. I would move it down to but, 65, uh, but think, 35. But if you, it's helpful to think about it like this too. Let's say you retire in six or seven years. You're not going to spend this million dollars your first year in retirement. You're you're not. In fact, that 35% that you have in bonds will allow you to take withdrawals regardless of where the market conditions are in the equities. You could go 10 to 15 years before touching stocks, which is, matter of fact, there's never been a 15-year period of time where stocks have not outperformed bonds. And in an interest rate where bonds are almost nothing. And the rest of it's emotional. And you know so, that but, how you reacted in 2008 was emotional. But when your accounts are, are mixed, like, like a 401k with a bunch of different things, yeah. and you make withdrawals, you, you can't, can you choose which oh, yeah. fund you're withdrawing? You can, oh, but yeah. also, by, by, by just doing a simple rebalance each time, it, it, it accomplishes the same But objective. no, you but absolutely you can. can. I mean, you absolutely can. In fact, the, when you retire, you're going to actually move that money out of a 401k into an IRA, and you have even oh. more flexibility. So it, oh. it, the idea of leaving money in a 401k is kind of, it's antiquated. Well, it's an easy oh, okay. approach. You wouldn't do it. Of course not. <laughs> right? <laughs> but uh, and, if and so, and someone is an unsophisticated investor, has no one to trust, it's not a large account, it's this way. But Chris is bright. I understand that. I mean, the mere <laughs> fact that she knew her allocations mm-hmm. is impressive. And you learned a lot through the financial crisis. Oh, yeah, I really did. I really did. And that's why I didn't touch it in 2020. And I'm so glad because I had right? all kinds of people tell me. It was oh, hard. You got to move the cash. But and- you, you oh, think yeah, about yeah. this. Don't though. listen to them. These, right, right? Interest rates right now are how much do you earn in the bank right now? What was that? How much, how much do you earn on your money that's in the bank right now? <sighs> Not even 2%. Okay. Correct. <laughs> Nothing, right? You, those returns you received last year is because you own stocks. And the cost that, that there's a cost, there's no such thing as a free lunch in anything in life, right? There's, so the cost for that is for you having to with, withstand and endure the ups and downs of the portfolio. That truly is the cost. So it, and when you excess can, returns over cash, the cost is risk. And that risk, if you are diversified, the risk, it's really a short-term decline. They always have been short-term decline. But if you think about it, like, wait a minute. That's right. This is what I'm paying for those extra returns. This level of uncomfort I have to deal with, that's the cost I have to pay to get the excess returns. If you can view it that way, then the next time there's a downturn, you won't have the same reaction. You'll say, wait a minute, I've lived through this before. I realize that these are temporary. It's going to look different next time. It's going to be ugly. Who knows when it'll come, but it'll come. It's going to look ugly. Your friends are going to tell you, Chris, you're crazy. You're so close to retirement. Why are you betting your retirement? We pulled our money out last week. You're foolish. You'll hear all those things. You, you know, Chris, 
on a personal note, when the markets tanked last time, I increased my equity exposure uh, significantly. Well, all of our cl- clients did because of through our rebalance process. Understand. But where I would normally be 60% stock in, in my own portfolio, 70. I can't say all, but anyway. 70 to 30. I, mm-hmm. I, I have no emotional attachment to my own portfolio whatsoever. I just don't. I, it, it doesn't bother me when it goes down and it, I don't get excited when it goes up. It's just, but the last decline and in uh, the last economic crisis, uh, the same thing. I just like, this is the greatest time in the world to buy. Yeah, I actually did that. I, because I, I was one of the ones lucky enough to have my job all last year. So I actually increased and just was buying, a, you know, in my 401k. Brilliant. You know, I figured this is the time, right? Thank you. you know, Brilliant. Eventually go, ah! go back up, but. Maybe I changed my mind again. I think you might be seventy five twenty five for the long term. Seriously, you, I gotta get I gotta get more brave. I guess it's it's, it's, it's all a life, based it's a life lesson I learned the hard way for sure. Right, that's good though. That's good. Better right. to learn it now than when when you were forty two as opposed to fifty seven. Yeah, but I the, the only thing I would do is keep it between sixty five and seventy five percent stock, and uh, and think about how much money that is outside of the stock market, right? Make sure you're fairly conservative in those things. And then when the markets are falling, and they will, I don't know if it's this year, next year, who knows, right? But considering the last 20 years, we had two declines of roughly 50%. If I were planning my retirement over the next 20 years, I would plan there's probably going to be a couple of declines of close to 50%. Would you worry about it? No, I wouldn't worry about it. Why? Because there's nothing I can do. That's just the reality. And I know that timing the market doesn't work. There's no, if, if we could say, look, now's the time to get out. Now's the time to get in. That would be fantastic. But nobody can do that successfully over the long period of time. They might get lucky once or twice. As was evidenced by 2020, when the markets went on an absolute tear, fastest bear market in it's the shortest, yeah, the quickest recovery ever, ever, ever. And that if you, yeah, we were right? all shocked. I'm yeah. in the industry and I was shocked. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I was having a conversation with a friend uh, two days ago. I said, I don't understand how this stock market is doing as well as it's doing. And he said, well, this is what you do for a living, Pat. I'm like, yeah. But well, you do understand because you understand what drives it's, it's human emotion. That's right. It's behavior. It's herd mentality. All those things are what drive prices short I don't understand how it's doing so well when the fundamentals aren't there. If one thing that shows you the fundamentals and prices are totally – Irrelevant to one another over short term. Do you think there's going to be a big crash? Oh, sure. I know it. I know it. Absolutely know it. But I don't. I believe that's, it. That's look, look. But I believe the best way to go through that is not to try to time it. It's to it's mm-hmm. to have your long term investments uh, ride the ride through the storm. But but Chris, the question isn't do we believe it's going to happen because we believe it's going to happen. The question you should when? be asking is when. Yeah. And I have no idea. Not yeah. a clue. Well, you Couldn't shouldn't be asking. It doesn't matter. If your portfolio is set up in such a manner, you've got the discipline going in, you rebalance periodically. Well, when did we? How many times did we rebalance our portfolios? Three or four. four. All of our qualified accounts. Everything in the IRAs, which means. Well, the, the vast majority, there might be some outliers, so I don't yeah. want to put. Some. Okay. So um, what that means is that, you know how you look at your portfolio and you measured your stock to bond ratios, yeah. right? We mm-hmm. we rebalanced our portfolios three to four times last year. In February, because the markets had run up and our, our stock exposure got too high. Not because we thought the downturn was coming. It was just the fact that, look, if someone was supposed to be 60% in stock, their portfolio drifted to the point where they're 64 or 5 or whatever the number was. We sold mm-hmm. off some stock. And it, it wasn't because we were predicting the peak. It was just that now we had a higher percentage than we want. Then was We the had plan. a discipline going in. Then we, the market had this tremendous sell-off so quickly. We did another rebalance like three weeks later where we bought more stock. Not because we saw the bottom coming. We knew that this was the bottom. It was just now that we, we had less than 60% because the market's full. So we sold off some bonds, yep. bought some more stocks. And just that process of a rebalance. It, 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 it did what? Well. It, it was, yeah. I mean, it was great. Um, but you should have the same discipline if you're managing your own money. And I think you have the ability. So quite frankly, you should run your portfolio through a screen four times a year. Okay. A minimum of twice. Minimum and, of twice. And I think over the next 20 years, you'd be better off sticking in 75% stock. That's right. But you have to realize that 
you're going to see some bigger swings in that account. And it could be next week. Nobody knows. And I would anticipate yeah. a 50% decline in stock values. Not At some that point I, in time. Just because we had it twice the last 20 years. Yeah. Why wouldn't you but, anticipate But by the way, Chris, again? you've done a great job with your savings. Yep. You should be proud you should of yourself. Feel good about yourself. You should go back to your husband right now and just say, I'm a stud. I, <laughs> yeah. I did a great job. Yes. I know right. he said, I told him I was going to be on your show. He's like, oh, I'm going to have to get your autograph after. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm glad good job. Yeah. And, I, and I am the saver. He And he's great about just letting me handle it because even with his, I get on and and I've I just increased his to like 17%. You know, I just, I'm always trying to, Oh, good. You know, he, he, he would spend it all if he could, but he, he, but we do like the, to saver, Pat's so. point. Well, good. You probably balance each other out. He helps you have a little yeah. fun sometimes. Uh, to Pat's point, if you can, if you can swing it to where you get the house paid off by the time you retire, brilliant. Even if you took slightly less deposit in your 401k to get it done. Exactly. It's just, you need less money in retirement. It's That's easy, right. Our retirement. Money easier. not going out in retirement is exactly the same as money coming in. And having yeah, no mortgage true. at that's the house. That's great advice. Well, um, thank you. And then I, I don't know, do I have time for one more side <laughs> I Go ahead. Sure. I really, I yeah. <laughs> um, so my husband does have a pension because he works at a large hospital system in the Denver area that he would get. And it's nothing next to the pensions I've heard people talking about on your show. But um, I guess I'm a little nervous because I don't, I wonder, is there any chance that could go away. Yes. I mean, if it's a, if it's a reputable company, that <laughs> looks like said yes, I said no. Them. No, no, no. It, it's guaranteed by the PBGC, <laughs> yeah. which is the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. The yeah. smaller the pension, the bigger the guarantee That's right. is. So I would not worry about. But it. I, so the, the, can it happen? Yes, it can happen. Statistical chance. Uh, there is. It can happen. The statistical chance of if the company went bankrupt, the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation took over the obligation for them not being able to make their the, pay, make the pen. The, my the my What's my the own father worked at Levitt's Furniture. You remember the, uh, you'll love it at Levitt's. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. His check in retirement came from the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. The company w was insolvent. Uh, the Does Levitt's no longer exist? I don't. You love it at Levitt's. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> All I remember is like we could get furniture at cost. That was the best thing about <laughs> my dad's job at Levitt's. But uh, his check came from the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. The smaller the pension, the older he is, your husband is when he retires, the bigger the guarantees. But these airline pilots that were forced into retirement at age 60 that worked for United in America, and they had substantial decreases in their pensions. It's uh, similar. Think about it like the, the FDIC insurance on on bank accounts. So There's if his limits. pension's less than, let's say, $2,000 a month, I wouldn't worry about it. Nope. I'd have no worry. Yeah. Well, that's good. And, but, and Social Security is a whole other story. We probably can't really count oh, on that. Yeah. Now you'll be scary. fine. You'll be fine. You're 57. <laughs> it, it, you know, it, the, the, the benefits of Social Security, um, the day you should worry is when they stop sending checks to people that make over $100,000 a year. And that will happen. There will be a time where they. At uh, some level. It needs based uh, Social Security. I don't, know how else yeah. we, I don't know how else we navigate yeah. through it. Yeah. There's Alrighty. only so much yeah. you can tax young workers. So I appreciate appreciate yeah. the call. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Good I really luck, Chris. It. Bye. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, it's like it's like poster child for kind of financial planning. Well, you you know, so think about this: uh, the Affordable Care Act, right? You're like, what about it? You can, regardless of your net worth, if you um, retire, you leave the workforce, you no longer have insurance through your employer. If you have money in Roth and non-qualified money and a little bit of money out of IRAs, you can uh, temporarily, on paper, look like you're impoverished. So oh, that no, you I, get. A I had a friend of mine when I was on Obamacare. He took. Uh, he had an early retirement offer from his company. It wasn't retirement. It was because he really didn't have a pension. It was a, it was a, a, buy, a severance. Like we'll pay you a year or two or whatever, right? whatever the number was. He wanted a little bit of a sabbatical. He took a year off. And he was mid-40s or so, wife, two kids, wife stayed home. Actually, wife had very serious medical uh, expenses, medical conditions. And, um, and he has ample savings, many rental homes. The high uh, net worth. Correct. A couple but million he, bucks probably. I don't know exactly. But he artificially but. impoverished himself. He didn't artificially. It was, just, it was all based upon his taxable income. His but, taxable income was very low. So he qualified but for he Obamacare. In, he had income. It's just the taxable income. He had plenty of assets. Yes. Yes. So in a normal world, you would look at that and say, eh, he needs subsidized medical insurance. Yeah. 
this is the United States of America. It's not a normal world. <laughs> <laughs> Congress creates these these laws. Yeah. There's all kinds of and a good advisor. Yeah. Do how do I feel about morally? I I don't know how I feel about morally helping these clients. Um, but that's they, they gave I, us the rules. Congress come they look every time they pass a new law. Our job is to help our clients figure out what what's what's the best pass for them personally. Yes, of course. That's right. That's we're all humans. That's I mean, right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. What, what's good for the individual isn't necessarily no, good for the whole. Anyway, we're gonna take some more calls when we come back. We'll also talk about SPACs. This is all worth money matters. Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen. Pat McLean. Yeah, let's go right to the calls. Talk with Joanna. Joanna, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? We're good. How are you, Joanna? Good. Um, let's see. I have a question in regards to um, purchasing service credit. I work for the state of California. And so I have four years of service credit that's avail- available to me to purchase. Uh, so it, so let, let, uh, understand this. You left the workforce at some point in time and cashed that in. Is that why it is available to purchase? It's available from my military. Okay, thank you. Bridge. It's bridge service. Okay, perfect. Thank you. All right, Uh the question? I know what the answer is going to be. I do, but go ahead. Ask the question. Oh, okay. Well, my question was just, is this something that I should be looking into? By as much as you possibly can. And if you don't want to do it with your money, I'd love to do it with my money. Let's work out some sort of a deal. All day long. Okay. It's that good of a deal. It is unbelievable. It is really? the highest rate of return you will ever get on your money. And when it was available, uh, they used to be able to buy five years of service time. Uh, and this in, is for the state of California. State plan. of California. State for other- but if if you work at a municipality or a government where they offer you what's called service credit that you could purchase, or in this particular situation, it's bridged uh, for Joanna, mm-hmm. um, it, the unbelievable rates of return. So now, I mean, kind of like eight eight percent with the guaranteed cost of living adjustment. Yeah, and the reason is is because the formulas uh, for your pension are based on years of service and age, and if you look at the grid, the further you get up into the right, it accelerates really, really fast. So the anything you could add to that actually helps you. Now, the second question is, what money do I use to purchase this? Right? Exactly. Where is your? Do you have money in a four hundred one k now? Or four fifty seven. Yes, I do. How much? Um, total, I'd say about thirty eight. All right. And what's the cost of the uh, bridged years for years credit? It is forty four thousand eight hundred and sixty eight. Okay. And so, do you have any money outside of the four fifty seven that you could use? Um, I have a separate account through Verde and Fidelity. And how much is there? Um, I'd say about 60, 60,000 oh, or so. Perfect. And is would, it, and how's it in, it's not in an IRA, it's in a brokerage account, correct? It's outside of an IRA or it's an inside an IRA? It is a, I think it's a tra- traditional and then I have a Roth IRA. Okay. So you could pay for it two ways. Scott, do you have an opinion on this? I'm thinking that she just takes it out of her paycheck to do it. Yeah, how much is it if you take it out of your paycheck? A month. Um, it depends on definitely the month. So if I were to do it for, I mean, it says for even here, 15 years. How old are you? Almost 44. Yeah. And how, have you bought it over 15 years? What would that cost you? It would be about uh 400. And what's the cost of money on that? Do you know? Uh, Is it 3% um, or 2%? So there's a, yeah. so oh, what happens? It says 7% interest. 
Okay. Then All right. Don't, we don't want to buy it over time. We don't want to buy it over time. You're going to use the money at Fidelity, the money in the IRA, or if you have an if you have an account, it's what forty four thousand. You said. Yes. If you have one account, that's $44,000 or slightly higher. I'd use that account. That's right. Just to make it simple. Yep. yep. I would definitely okay. buy this. Yeah, and I wouldn't Joanna, buy it over time. I feel oh, so wow. strong. So at Allworth, we manage uh, close to $11 billion for our clients. If I could take that $11 billion and run it through your scheme, we would have every penny invested in these. Every dime. When, when this was oh, available wow, okay. years ago to our clients, I used to call it a Because it nice used to be you bet. could just buy extra five years. Five years. An additional five years. You didn't need to bridge service or have a gap in service. You can buy an extra five years. Yeah. And we did it. Uh, uh, it I had arguments clients, with many clients like, trust me, I want you to take the money away <laughs> from me and put it there. You're going to earn more there. Assuming they had a normal life expectancy. Yes. Okay. All right. So do it. Use the money in the uh, IRA. And if you need any help, just call our office and we'll have someone walk through which yep. account to use. And you'll just email That's over great. the accounts and then they'll tell you exactly which ones to use. All righty. Perfect. All right. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. Right. Glad, and thanks I'm glad for your you service. Called. Yeah. Um, yes. Thank you for that, too. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And I feel good about uh, helping people, particularly with the military service. Yeah. It's, I, but to your point, our job is to help people. Whatever the whatever the rules are in front of us, you play them. I remember I had a friend who said, "Well, you know, those rich they take advantage of all these loopholes." I said, "Don't you <laughs> itemize deduction on your time? Don't you look for everything you could deduct as well?" I mean, wouldn't I don't know if they're loop. First of all, that's look. You don't take the long way home from work. You don't get in your car and say, my house is unless 10 you're miles down. With, unless you're in a fight with your spouse. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you, my house is 10 miles that direction, but I'm going to drive around the city first and then get so home. So you get the courage to come home. <laughs> to, to home. You, is everything okay in there? It is. Oh, it is today. We've all had those days, have oh, we not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, let's continue on with some calls here. 833. My wife and I celebrated... Uh, in January, 35 years. Wow, good for you. Know, you. Yeah, pretty amazing. I, she likes to say uh, 28 of them happily. Yeah, well, it's pretty good. That's probably, that's probably <laughs> real. I mean, B, come on. A B student. I mean, that's all I was. <laughs> 833-99-WORTH to be part of Allworth's Money Matters. Let's talk with Paul. Paul, you're with Allworth. Hi, guys. This is Paul. Uh, I actually have two questions, if you don't mind. Yep. Um, my first question is, um, should I pay off my mortgage? Uh, it's a 15-year mortgage. I have three years left on it. Um, right around $50,000 left um, to pay it off. What's the um, interest rate? Four and a half. And do you have $50,000 in the bank somewhere that you could just yeah. pick up and pay it off? Yeah. If I offered you a CD today at 4.5, at 4%, would you take it? Um, yeah. Okay. That's what this is. <laughs> That's all that is. It's you, guaranteed. It's just on the other side. It's you, not guaranteed to you. It's a guaranteed interest rate. You, you, lent, you lent the money to someone at less than a half a percent, and you turned around to the same person and you borrowed at four and a half percent. My thought was it only have three left years left. Doesn't the matter. It's 4.5%. You know, it doesn't matter how long it, it could be That's 50 two, years. It could be 200 years. It could be three days. That's $2,000 <laughs> of interest. You're going to be paying this year by keeping this two grand. Yeah. Yeah. Paid off. Boom. Done. All right. Second question. <laughs> Waste two grand somewhere else than here. Well, yeah. I got a whole, but you can answer that. Quickly. Well, I got a whole bunch of them for you. Well, the other thing is I have a 457. Um, and, uh, I was wondering if I should, um, Convert it to a Roth. How old, How old are you? I'm 55. Are you still employed? No, we're both retired. Okay, let's talk about this. So in a, you asked two questions. One, should you convert it to a Roth? And the second question really should be, should I convert it to an IRA and then convert it to a Roth? The oh, 457 nice. has a tax code that sits around it that's different than IRAs. So- when you retired, there was no penalties on taking money out of the Doesn't matter how old you are once you retire. Regardless of, and by the way, for everyone listening, you're like, that's not right. It's right because it's a 457. It's not a 403B or a 401K. 457s are for municipalities primarily. It's a different tax structure. So 
Because of that reason alone, you may not want to convert to an IRA or a Roth, but you may. So you're both retired. Are you receiving pension income? Yes. And how much is the how much is your pension income between the two of you? Um, we're um, before taxes like nine thousand dollars. Okay. And are you living off that solely without any distributions from anywhere else? And by the way, remember you no longer have a mortgage. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. With the mortgage, we're we're fine. Yeah, we're we're. And how much do you have in four fifty seven IRA four hundred one k any other savings accounts? Um, it's like four hundred thousand. And where do you live? What state? California. And do you plan on staying in the state of California? Um, yes. I mean, uh, yes. It is a pretty nice state, yeah. by the way. <laughs> I hate it too. I, I just complain. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we thought about moving. Yeah, I wait, don't convert anything. Wait till I move to another state that doesn't have, you know. Thank you. Big, you, know, you, you know exactly where we were going with this. Um, yeah. I would, I'd, I'd run a pro forma, but I doubt that there's much benefit in moving to a Roth IRA for you. Because your income's going to be pretty stable. Are you Social Security eligible at age um, 62, 65, 66? Um, we are, but it's, 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 I guess it's because we have the windfall uh, pension, yeah. they call it. You, I would run the numbers. I would run the numbers. I wouldn't do anything until later in the year because there, there could be changes to the tax code this year. Yeah. That could be retroactive to earlier in the year. Uh, they've done that before, so it could All happen right. again. Well, uh, and that's part of the reason why I'm thinking about converting is is because I, I just see all this COVID stuff and all this money they're spending. Yep. 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 So, yep. 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 So you, so you our tax rates over. are relatively low and the way they're set. The, matter of fact, the, the 22%, um, 12% rate, which is you're, you're right in the bubble between where it goes from 20, 12% to that is 23%, 22. Um, uh, that rate is, is is scheduled to bump back up to 15% in 2025 when the tax rate. So, so what you'll end higher. up doing is uh, you're going to run a pro forma. I don't, if you do your own taxes or have someone do it for you, they're going to actually dial those numbers in. And you and can do some It might ifs. be 20 grand, 25 10 grand. grand. It's not going to be a lot. Unless you, unless you really think, I'm willing to pay the tax man a bunch of money today, which I otherwise won't have to pay for 18 years before your required minimum distributions. You're that confident that the that whatever rate you're at today is going to be. So higher. in saying that, how much money do you have outside of IRAs? Remember, you just used 50 grand to pay off your mortgage. How much more money is outside of IRAs? 120,000. After that. Yeah, you might. After. Yeah, yeah. So I'd run, run the, the performance. I'd run it. I'd run. You'd put, my guess is you'll end up doing a little. Not a lot, but there's some there's some home improvements I want to do. You know, there's always stuff that comes up that you know, new carpeting, new you know. Yeah, our our pension covers you know our daily living and going on trips here and there, but it doesn't cover a bathroom model. So that's that, yeah. Well, that's where the extra four hundred grand comes in. So you yeah. might, I mean, some of that you might be spending too. <laughs> yes. So you run the numbers. I don't, I don't know when this. I'll start spending that money. I mean, yeah. Well, get a financial plan done, <laughs> right? <That's laughs> Go talk to someone like us. Get a financial plan done. You, you can tell then you. you'll know. Then you'll know. Well, that's, I mean, I guess really that's what I need to do. I need to sit with someone, get a financial plan. Then they could go through all those scenarios you were talking about. Yeah, and actually tell you. I mean, okay. if you were sitting with one of our advisors, we'd tell you exactly yeah, how much you were going to yes. convert to the penny. And here's how much you can expect. Here's how. And you this can... is when you're going to do it. You're going to do it in November or I December. Know, I know. I thought you had to have a certain amount of money before the financial. Uh, no, well, we have we have fee for service too, which is we oh. don't manage the money; we just charge you for a financial plan. Oh, right? You come in there. There's a yeah. lot of different ways you could pay, as long as you understand what you're paying. Then you decide right. whether there's yeah. value there or not, and that's just not for our firm. That's for all good financial planning firms. So I'm not yeah. here to anyway. Well, anyway. Yeah, once my wife and I both retired, we're like, I'm like, oh my goodness, I moved all my money into safe stuff. I was kind of pretty aggressive before. Oh, oh see, I wouldn't yeah, do yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. You would be, you would yeah. be well served to have to have someone help manage those dollars. Yeah, and and the reason being is that you, you had got, an emotional reaction. You've got a you have, you've you've got, got, that pension's worth a couple gonna, million bucks. Yeah, guaranteed, yeah. couple million bucks, it, guaranteed. It, it, it's like a bond portion of your portfolio. I mean, I could make an argument. So what we would do is you take a look at that $9,000. You look That's at your That's worth age, a couple million bucks. And you do it, what's called a net present value calculation on this. And you realize that is worth a ton of money. 
uh, and then you build your 401k and you learn to get more comfortable and you learn to get more comfortable. I mean, investments, a lot is, is based upon how much your, your ability to withstand some of the ups and downs. So anyway, appreciate sure. the call, Paul. Um, certainly wish you well. So. Yeah. That people forget, uh, how much those pensions are actually really oh. worth. I remember. It afford you to take on more risk in your other areas. Husband and wife retired uh, from the state of California and they came uh, to my office and they said, well, we heard that you had to have a million dollars to retire. And I said, based on these pensions here. <laughs> you've got way more. Than you've got way more. And I don't know why our state has any financial problems. It's, it's bizarre. <laughs> way more. All right, let's uh, continue on. 833-99-WORTH is our number. Let's talk to Mick. Mick, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hi. Thank you very much for taking my call. Um, I've been on your show before, uh, maybe seven or ten years ago. But this time, I think I've reached the end of my rope, and I don't think I'm qualified anymore to do the taxes for my family or prepare for retirement. My wife and I are 64. She's an entrepreneur. She started three companies here in Davis, California. Oh, I, I remember you. Do you really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, and I'm, I'm, actually, I'm, I'm, and your I'm, company just got a new CEO. Right. You, that's exactly correct. <laughs> yes. Uh, yep. Fan, yep. Uh, yep. Uh, I remember. Uh, absolutely uh, remember you. And, and the amazing. last time you called, it's because you had a heavy concentration of this biotech stock. That's what, uh, that's what I emailed in for. Yes, exactly right. So we have this is her company. Uh, and and uh, by, by, by the way, listen. Congrats to your wife. She is absolutely brilliant. You guys have obviously, some people are going to connect the dots. This company had a CFO that was cooking the books and it's a publicly traded company (laughs) and it, uh, it cratered. I mean, it was on the edge after that CFO was cooking the book. So what he was doing is he was actually booking sales without actually doing the sales. Short story. it wasn't the CFO. It was a COO. I don't okay. want to give the CFO a bit. Okay. Oh, thank you. Okay. He's right. defamation I got, I got, I got half the story right. But listen, you're, you're, you're and uh, the COO's trial. He's supposed to be getting his uh, sentence pretty soon. Oh, good. Uh, good. And, and by the way, so many times, so. what a great, uh, by the way, uh, much admiration for your wife and the company you have built in the space you're, you're building and what the new products that you're coming out with right now are just absolutely amazing. And for the rest of yeah. us, we have no idea what you're talking about. But anyway, how okay. can we? What's your question? Because <laughs> I have zero recollection of this conversation. But. <laughs> well, she's, she's an entomologist and she creates green products to grow crops. Got it. And uh, this is her third study that she did wow. that with. And, and so what's your we question? The point now, well, she's become retired, and um, now she has RSUs, and she's got all these uh, alphabet soup stuff that I don't understand. And w- one of the biggest ones is that when she first went public, the different people told her that she had um, qualified small business stock yep. that she could yep. get a lower capital gains rates correct. for. Correct, correct, correct. And I'm looking all over the place online, you know, uh, uh, trying to figure out retirement strategy and charitable contribution strategy and stuff like that. On which shares of stock do I do we actually sell and use to live on, maybe, or yep. to diversify? Yep. The big thing is to diversify. That, that's so right. Way huge percentage of our stock in our portfolio. Yep. And, and which ones do we just hold on to, and maybe nieces and nephews will get when we die? So which ones do we just commit to charity and say, here, look, um, let's put it in one of those. You're not going to. Uh, you're not going to get the answer on the air, but. So each one of those uh, lives in its own tax world. Each one of those okay. segments lives in its own tax world. So we have quite a bit of experience working with these qualified small business stocks. So what you do, it, the process you go through is you put it on a spreadsheet and you look at the tax implications of each one of those. So some of them, are great for charities. Some are great for inheritance. Some you want to gift today, not in an inheritance. And some of them you're going to liquidate based on the your uh, tax rate and how they're treated. Um, right. But you're not, <laughs> you, you have to go through the process because you look at them as all the same stock and they're not all the same stock. There are many right. flavors of those stocks. So, um, you're not going to get the answer uh, from me today because of the process that you have to go through. But um, we. But if you see a good financial advisor, particularly one that has a tax firm within it, 
then then you get the the team could work together and it's not hard i mean it it, it isn't hard um we, it just takes a little bit of work for well, you telling us the history and how they're actually titled and it, they called like six different companies and three of them told me they think that the trump tax cuts supersede this so this doesn't exist anymore which kind of made me a little depressed the qsbs and then others said, "Well, I heard about that somewhere. I'd have to research." Well, look, that's the, no, 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 none of those are none of those are are answers, <laughs> right? None of those. Right. That's right. just guy. That's, that's just someone. Like yeah, it's yeah. someone just they're, they're speculating, which is I, what we could do on the air. I could do that if you to. want. Right. I could tell you right. what I right. think, but the reality is, I I, I I don't have enough information from you to actually give you an answer. So. Um, you would be, but, but well, this is a great sure. opportunity. Yeah. And, and well, I, I think I, I, I need to use a pro for the first time in my life. I think I'm, you do. Uh, you know, it's interesting. TurboTax and the Google just isn't enough anymore. No, look, look, <laughs> you're on a different level here. There is nothing TurboTax or Google's going to answer for you. Nothing. Okay. It's, it's going to okay. give you something, but you're going to have to actually, um, Put it in a spreadsheet and actually look. Part of a co CEO of a firm that manages almost eleven billion dollars. I understand it. You know who manages my money? My own firm, you? not me. <laughs> oh, your own firm. Okay. Oh, I was gonna say. I was like, gonna <laughs> no, no, have to no, learn no. something. New. No, no, my my own firm. Right, my wife's an accountant. Okay. You know who does our taxes? An accountant, not, not my wife. No, not her. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, yeah, and and you're in that situation. Yeah. It, you're not. It's not. You're not in the minor leagues anymore, Mark. You are not in the minor leagues. You have to actually do an analysis on this, and you're going to yeah. pay someone for their advice. Yeah, it'll yeah, be money well spent. Just accumulating our retirement over many. You'll make. Vanguard did the, a study. Uh, Morningstar did a study. Both showed that good quality advice will pay for itself. It won't cost. And particularly the more complex, the you get quality advice will more than pay for itself. Anyway, so uh, I'm so glad you called. I remember the, the last call. Uh, I track uh, your wife's um, success, um, and it's it's darn impressive. It's really – I'd li actually like to meet her someday because she sounds brilliant. <laughs> and you sound like a nice enough guy too. <laughs> So call us in another seven, six or seven years, Mick. That was. Oh, I'm sorry. I told you, you, Mark. Mick. Okay, thanks, Mick. Okay, yeah, appreciate it. Hey, at the beginning of the program, we talked. We said we wanted to spend a little time talking about these spacs. And this is the most amazing thing. We say that every week because it's just a bizarre time in a lot of the financial world. These, it's a, it's a way for a company to go public without having to go through all the regulated hassle of typically going public. It's crazy. Oh, it's absolutely, it's, it's stupid. Right? And, and they don't even tell you what they're going to do with the money. So what these, these are special purpose acquisition companies. And it's where they'll float a new company that says, well, we don't know what we're going to do with it yet. We're just going to raise money. And after you give us the money, we're going to tell you how we're going to. And we have to find an investment within was it two years typically, or Some we have period. to give your money back. And by the way, I'm going to set up a compensation plan for myself as the CEO that greatly enriches me regardless of whether there's a return on the money or not. Yeah, maybe 20%. Uh, unbelievable. Of the value of the company. Unbelievable. There's people in the financial services industry that have left corporate jobs that are setting these things up. Oh. <laughs> and, and they like make, and they raise $100 million and their net worth goes up by $20 million the next day. Shaquille O'Neal did one. Uh, Richard Branson did one. This is it's this is brilliant. Though. I'm not saying anything negative about those individuals, by the way. I just no, well, Scott, you've got to admire them. You have to admire them. But They're the brilliant. question is, how are they doing for investors? They raise the money. Billions and billions of dollars are getting transferred this so, way. So, just as a Reader's Digest version. And there's been more, what, more issued this year than there were I last start year. a company. All of last year. It's crazy. I go public with a stock. You buy the stock. We raise $500 million. 
I don't tell you what I'm actually going to do with the $500 million. So this was from an article out of Wealth Management uh, Magazine, which is an industry periodical. And it looked at um, the performance of these special acquisition companies by sector. And see the various sectors. So unspecified, which was the largest sector, the 29 deals, like we don't even know what industry we're going to invest in. Give us your money. <laughs> great. <laughs> Down 21%. Oh, which one was that? That was unspecified. Oh. Uh, consumer discretionary. Down 15%. In the last 12 Financials, months. Financials, down 10%. In the last 12 months. Since they went public. Oh. Now, on the other side, there's been three deals in communication services, up 114%. There's been seven deals in healthcare, up 42%. Technology's had 14 deals, up 10%. But on average, the average return has been a minus 9.6%. This, Scott. So why are these questions pop? I mean, why are these products popular? Because... It's a GameStop. Even uh, it's remember a former house, uh, Paul Ryan set one up. Did he really? Yeah. Billy Bean of Moneyball, he set one up. Astronaut Scott Kelly. Look at these guys. This is a transfer from middle class savers to these founders of these things. Tw typically, 20% of the value of the company goes to the founders. Would you buy one? Heck no. I'm a swore. Heck no. <laughs> Right? I, it's crazy. I, listen, I... Look, I am impressed every day by how uh, Wall Street has the ability to extract money when from hardworking people. When the ducks quack, people. feed them. is the saying on Wall Street, which is why we're not... Why our structure is designed to represent our clients. Not Wall Street. Our revenue comes from our clients, not from Wall Street, when not the, from products. Remember Wall Street. When the ducks quack, you feed them. Not good. Anyway, unfortunately, we're out of time. It's been good being with you. Hey, we got an article on our website that you might enjoy. Eight important reminders as tax season begins. That's at allworthfinancial.com. It's been great being with you. We'll see you next week. This has been Scott Hansen and Pat McLean of Allworth Money Matters. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.